Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, we listened to your suggestions and guess what? We have new merch. Go to handsomepod.com to check it out. We have pretty little lady sweatshirts, little cowboy baseball hats, a what a podcast travel mug, and a new pack of stickers, including Mayfax and Ponties. Again, go to handsomepod.com to get your handsome merch. Hey, handsome listeners. We're very excited to announce a handsome live show on Monday, February 12th, that you can stream from anywhere in the world. Our first show was so much fun that we're doing it again and we'll be taking your guys' questions. Plus, we're going to have a bunch of surprises and maybe a special guest or two. So get tickets at DynastyTypewriter.com now and join us. Again, it's February 12th. Your link will last all week and you can get tickets at DynastyTypewriter.com. Cheers. Hello, handsome listeners. This is your very good friend, Tig Notaro, along with my co-hosts, Fortune Feimster and Mae Martin. Hello, friends. Hello, Hello friends. Hello. Uh, I have to tell everyone um, oh. just ahead of time. Oh, yeah, everyone buckle in. Um, ahead of time, if you do end up seeing a clip on Zoom, mm-hmm. I did something I haven't done before, and I adjusted <laughs> my face on Zoom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, you used on, the touch-up the uh, touch up. option. I've never done it. You and I, Fortune, we've been on this train for years. Like, yeah. I am touched up to the max, and I'm, I'm shocked that you're not tig and how do you i am feel now it? i am now i what touched it, up how does it feel well i i you know i'm i'll be 53 in march and i would say i look 50, 49 <laughs> i'd I say I look 49. you look like a pretty little lady i'd Thank say that you. too mm-hmm. <laughs> girlfriend i don't mind a touch up because i have these bags under my eyes mm-hmm. and yeah. it helps it just wipes them away and I, you know now i'm glowing <laughs> but then I, people see you in person that's my issue and they go, is, yeah they're like oh my god you have a week to live <laughs> <laughs> i want to use every tool at my disposal to look like a wax figure <laughs> i want to be smooth and waxy do you think you're gonna have or maybe you already have face stuff done Oh, I've had a oh. full facelift <laughs> um yeah i'm sure i'm sure i will i i think the technology is going to get so good that it's just uh-huh. going to be like a little zap and and yeah I got I got nothing against it. And would you just would you just do injections of like botox or would you get an actual I think I'm actually more inclined to wait till I really feel like I want to do a full facelift. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> thought about this before and then do that. But yeah, I'm do a- not do anything right now. You're young and gorgeous. No, we're talking Fortune. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> But those injectables are sketch, aren't they? People look very I've never inflated. had them. I know this is hard to believe, you guys, but I've never had work done. <laughs> I haven't either, except on Zoom. That's where yeah. I go get my free work done. I picture taking my face off if I do anything. This is the only thing that I'm willing to do is have my face completely removed. What? Oh, and wow. then put an iron, use an iron to just iron just out iron all the wrinkles. Out. Yeah. Oh, my and God. Then, that's pretty smart, right? Oh, I can't wait for technology to catch up to that. <laughs> I can that I so viscerally could see that process. I can. It seems like um, technology will get to a place where you can just put your face. I mean, it's probably already there. It's probably actually way past my invention. I'm about to share. Okay. Okay. And Thomas put this on the list. No, <laughs> but um, where you just have a computer recognize your face, do all your touch ups and on the screen. And then you just look like that throughout the whole movie. Oh, yeah, yeah I like I that. Think people are already doing that, aren't they? Okay. Well, no one's okay. showing me yeah. the option. Wait, yeah. I, I'm sorry. You wanted Thomas to put that on the list. So that <laughs> Thomas, put it on the list, please, so you could, for like, our patent that idea. Yes, Thomas, patent that, please. <laughs> well, because now we're on YouTube. Handsome is on YouTube, so mm-hmm. we are right. going to need that feature. I don't know if Tig for 
for one Mississippi, you were in the edit. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, so I was, there were a couple of times where I was really pushing them to like get rid of zits or like smooth out my skin tone. And it would get to a point where they were like, if we just do this for you and no one else, it's going to look really weird. Oh <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause you but, would have this like smooth face and everybody else is like, yeah, I had to normal. I had to let go of that. Yeah, I I, I didn't. Uh, it never dawned on me. I think when I was doing that, I maybe I wasn't. I mean, I for sure wasn't quite as old as I am now. There's certainly been movies and TV shows I've been on where it's alarming when I come on camera because <laughs> uh, everyone a, else, is. everyone else <laughs> looks so good and smoothed <laughs> out, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm in this scene too. No, uh, you're crazy. Well, no, I mean, I'm not. I'm I'm not somebody that's terribly hard on myself in mm-hmm. in that way. But it, I would say, in the past couple of years, I've certainly noticed a change in my uh, in my look, which is why I haven't done any adjustments on Zoom and other things because I do think it can be alarming when you see people in person when they're all their face is always adjusted, and then you. And then you see them, right? And it's like, oh, what's going on? Well, yeah. I saw you in person the other night, and I was very happy about it. Okay, well, I was happy to see you, but <laughs> you that doesn't mean that. And I'm, you look great. Was my, that's, my point. That, that's what I was waiting for. There you go. So, yeah. uh, what, what were you guys doing? Just hanging out, a couple of handsome. Uh, a, a friend of ours had a Christmas <laughs> thing for their uh, company yeah oh i see i see okay. and uh neither of us knew the other was going to be there Mm-mm. that's fine as and long as then, it wasn't like a one-on-one handsome excursion where you were dressed up like cowboys on we horses were never without you propeller hats, <laughs> propeller hats all and we're just year. like may who <laughs> where's that little cowboy yeah you've just yeah. hired a, you hire a little boy to <laughs> to tag along me. yeah that yeah. we pull in a wagon yeah. Just me and Fortune walking down the road arm in arm and just pulling a little red wagon with a little cowboy in the back. Well, we ended up sitting in the corner talking with each other for like two hours. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Well, I had, yeah. I told Tig I had just watched Tig's documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to, I'd seen it before back when it came out, but I wanted to see it again now that I'm seeing Tig Podcasting. on a much regular basis just to sort of you know revisit that time in her life yeah me too i i've felt the same thing i want to rewatch it it's a good time it made me cry it made me cry but it also made me very happy for where tig is at in life oh well, thank that. you thank mm-hmm. you guys yeah. i i had a oh this is i'm sorry this is no a big i thought thing. you were gonna say guys i have to go <laughs> guys um <laughs> i gotta go uh we're giving tig too much attention i gotta balance that. <laughs> um, yeah sorry no. No, I had a, a facial for the first time the other day. Have you oh. ever had one? Many. Yeah, I like a facial. Really? Yeah. 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 I've never had one. I think I have. I mean, it's becoming obvious as we talk about these things. I have like weird face stuff and image stuff. I think there's a lot of talk about skin and skincare in my house when I was a kid and faces. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never liked people touching my face or, or feeling like there's anything on my face. But mm-hmm. uh this woman who I'm involved with and live with bought Heavily me. Involved with. Woman I'm involved with whose bed I share. Yes. And have <laughs> Some might call her my girlfriend. Girlfriend. <laughs> girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. She bought me a facial as a present. Oh. And actually the woman doing the facial was a, a previous survivor contestant. So I was really excited to go as I'm yeah. a deep survivor fan. And, uh, it was awesome. And, and she, she did these, um, vibrating, forks that she held i had that you haven't mm. had the forks doesn't sound like you had a facial <laughs> i don't know so, what i had sounds like you're a pa <laughs> i mean i i came so <laughs> is that normal uh, wait, <laughs> wait, no, wait. <laughs> i'm joking i didn't i didn't come but it was it was great and she did like um what else oh, did never mind do? i did not do that it was amazing it was so relaxing and uh did she ever touch your face though like yeah she she ever give you a facial aside from the other weird stuff yeah Mm. she 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 gave me like a facial massage and then i guess Mm. she did the extraction thing Uh uh-huh 
which I wish I could have watched it. Is that gross? Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to see up Some close. people love that. Stephanie loves extracting things. They have that yes. show Dr. Pimple Popper. Yes, yes, they do. I know. Oh, that's all they show and people are obsessed. Oh my, it is so gross. I... Uh, you hate it? I hate it so much. <laughs> it's, I hate it but can't look away. I guess probably me too. I guess what's psychologically like satisfying about it is the clear like at the end it's all clean and clear like it's seeing yeah because i i do enjoy them but and you didn't have a problem with her touching your face no i had to it was like exposure therapy because i really Mm -hmm. hate i had this acquaintance who used to at parties i barely knew her and she would come up and put both her hands on my face oh god and Mm. kiss me on the mouth Mm -mm. no 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 time out I know. And I would I, not be into that. Mm-mm. So finally, after like years of this, I said to her one time, you have to stop doing that. I really mm-hmm. don't like when you touch my face. And and she did it again. So <gasps> I thought, well, no. Was, yeah. So what did you do? I think I just would avoid her after that. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of thought, well, I gave you the warning. Yeah. And um, now you, you don't know. get me. Now I'm now running across the room. Well, I have to say, May, this is another one of those two against one situations, I think, unless fortune speaks up. we'll see. I cannot stand my face being touched. Oh, Oh, I don't care. But Jack hates it. Okay, so Tig, you and I are... Yeah, yeah. two against one here. I Mm -hmm. cannot stand it. However, you know, Stephanie, I'm good and fine with that. You know, if I'm with somebody and I'm involved, I, I don't mind. But when somebody just... well strangers or a person you don't know that well is weird but even you fortune i don't want you touching my face but i wouldn't i love you dearly i wouldn't touch your face you know what i mean i well i i understand but i i'm just saying (laughs) no 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 absolutely not yeah it's not okay i touch my face and my mouth jacks is always like stop touching your face stop touching your face really Okay, so Jax is with us. Jax yeah, is- she. I have touched Jax's face once in our nine years together, and no. again, she hates it. Really? She's a she. Hers is a big. She's a germ person. Very yeah. big. Loves uh, anti germ. Oh oh. Um, <laughs> and uh, just doesn't also like her face being touched. So I, yeah. I got the message on the first go. I often get um, told by audience members and things that i'm neurodivergent i feel like it's like a spectrum isn't it of different things and like there are things that i think like sensitivity to physical mm-hmm. touch and things like that or like a, you know walking on my toes all the time <laughs> i don't know i have I i've know. heard that word more lately but i truth be told don't know what it entails me neither me neither okay well we should google it yeah maybe thomas can tell us at some point yeah. um but um I've heard it, but I don't feel neurodivergent, but I also maybe don't know what neurodivergent is. Oh, here it is. Here we go. Definition. Thomas Dif- comes in very big handed. Okay. Differing in, <laughs> differing in mental or neurological function from what is considered typical or normal. I mean, these, but all these words, like, Isn't what is normal? everybody? Everybody Isn't is. Isn't everybody? I, I used to do this thing asking, you know, I like to ask questions. And one of them is like, do you feel different to most people? Mm-hmm. Everyone says yes. It kind of reminds me of when people like to say that, you know, when you say, oh, I'm a comedian. And they say, oh, gosh, that's such a dark world. And uh, everybody, everybody's so depressed. And, and, it, and I just feel like comedians are at a microphone and, can, and are, are on a stage so yeah. you're hearing about it but if you go next door your yeah. neighbor is probably dark or depressed or your mail carrier it's I just agree. that musicians comedians you have a platform yeah i bet there's like d- tortured button makers you know famously for sure button makers famously oh, yes they lots are lots of tortured button makers they're drinking oh, have you ever heard of joe joe the button maker hi my name is joe I have a wife and three kids, and I work in a button factory. One day, my wife came and she said, Joe, are you busy? I said, no. Uh, um, nobody's heard that. I've rarely, what are you talking about? I've rarely been speechless in that 
way. I feel like Tig and like I a, were both. It's like speechless. a song for kids. And he, but he works in a button factory. But what kid would love that terrible no, but song? Th- no, but then guys, stay what with me. What happens to Joe? So, <laughs> hi, I'm busy. I already know. And then she said, "Turn the button with your left hand." So you start doing this. Okay, the kids uh-huh. are. Uh, for those of you who can't see, I'm turning the button. So then you start over. You go, "Hi, my name is Joe." I have a wife and three kids and work in the button factory. One day, my wife came and she said, Is this joke. the first song busy? ever said, no. written for children? He said, turn the button with your right hand. Now you're doing this. Oh, See, the kids God. are moving their hands. Okay, so but... So what? <sighs> why are the... Why is his life story so kind of suburban and, like, and boring? I mean, guys. it's just like... Hey, my name is Joe. I'm I telling have a you, family. I'm going that, to work. I'm telling and I'm you, turning sing this a song button. with a, a five-year-old and see if they like it. You move all. You're turning your buttons with all your limbs, so I the kids are like doing all these movements. I feel like the bar is higher now. Why that, not the hokey pokey? Why do, turn why yourself around? Ourselves to one. Joe, the button pusher or button maker, he works in a button factory, you guys, and he. <laughs> I, you said there's probably dark button maker <laughs> no i know how we got there but i'm shocked that this is i've never heard of it and it sounds like in the olden days where they hadn't invented toys yet and they gave people like a stick to play with it's like that it's like they yeah. hadn't invented songs yet and they went i guess this is a song yeah they hadn't invented a children's song and then somebody <laughs> that had terrible ideas a terrible voice he's probably uh, called joe I don't yeah. think I don't think you two are the target audience. Okay, <laughs> I think my five-year-old friends that love songs that rhyme are fans of Joe and his Button Factory. Okay, well, it's also on the same album as <laughs> I'm Betsy and I walk down the street. I put on my shoes and I wave to people because it sounds Betsy, like you made that and up. And I have a hand and I can wave to people <laughs> on the street. I have heard one rhyme. Betsy with her hands waving at us. She has shoes on. Betsy. Tig, not one rhyme. Wait, and I don't. Every five year old right now is like, the song needs, you know what the song needs? More rhyming. But there's no, no rhymes in the Joe one. Hi, I'm, my name is Joe. <laughs> I have a wife and three kids and I work in a button factory. Hold that on. doesn't rhyme. came <laughs> and she's a joke. Are you busy? Here we go. I said no. Come on! Oh my God! So Joe and No—that's the only one. Oh no, Joe is what the song should. But so it turns out there's only one rhyme, and I'm. But there's a lot here. There's one rhyme. There is nothing there. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I was more into Betsy's story. She at least had a little pep. She was walking May down the street. You know what? Betsy's a real bitch. Hi. My yeah, name you is Betsy. You write a song. No, you yeah. write a new oh, song, okay, May. Okay, here we go. Hi. My name is Jessica. And I walked to school, but on the way, I saw a bus. It was a yellow bus. Oh. And, and on the bus was my old teacher, who I hadn't seen since I was a little toddler. Hit that song. Rhyme. Hit uh, song. You know what I, you know what I, I take bombed. from this? I could have done a lot better. I'm going to no, sleep. No, there's no sleep. way to top what you did, May. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I take from this experience? Nothing. Because there was nothing <laughs> happening. There was, noth- there was no song. There was no I rhyme. I think that my song has inspired you guys to write other songs. That is That's a true. positive twist. And it would be called an inspiration. Hi, <laughs> my name is Betsy, and I have hands, and I wave at people. Look, it's Joe, the guy that has buttons. I need to Google to make sure he does work in a button factory. <laughs> oh, my God. If he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where else? 
if it's a bucket factory we're because oh no I, it is button factory oh thank god i will clarify one part of the song please which then it'll th- all make sense <laughs> this part always threw me i was like why is why uh, joe's wife coming in to the button factory it turns out it's his boss not his wife <laughs> <laughs> so it goes you guys no 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 we don't time. need to hear this hey we don't need to hear this joe. again and I work in a button Jesus. factory. Oh, wait. I did it. I got it out of order. Let me do See, it the right that's way. that's why it didn't sound familiar. Hey, my name, is, my name is Joe. And I work in a button factory. And one day, my boss came up to me. He says, Joe. I said, oh, wait. This person rewrote it. Never mind. This no, also doesn't rhyme either. I think I think people are making their Turning own versions. Turning this off and leaving this the show. This person says, I've got a wife and a dog and a family. <laughs> Oh my god, I got a wife and a dog and a family. This reminds me of on SNL years ago. You know that Tracy Chapman song, Fast Car? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can make a decision. just redid it. But on SNL years ago, they imitated Tracy Chapman sitting in her apartment in like New York and holding her guitar and looking out of the window and just being like basically <laughs> say what you out, see, naming anything she sees. <laughs> That's and, funny. I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, that was, That's a, good. that was a good one. I don't think there will ever be a moment in time that I'm in a conversation with someone and a button factory will come up and it will give me the opportunity to sing about Joe. So I just want to say. Thank you guys for giving me that moment. You're welcome. And I want to say, how dare you <laughs> push that s- terrible song onto us? <laughs> People were mad at y'all a while ago for when y'all didn't know what bread and butter pickles are. Just so you know, are, were they mad? Can we? Can we? Can yeah. We say people. Ma- <laughs> people were saying that they were screaming into the e- ethers. Well, Do you think bread and butter is a pickle. You think there's my name is Joe fans at home? There will be a handful of people that say, I know exactly what Fortune's talking about. That was my favorite song from my childhood. And then everybody else will be like, I've never heard of that song. I don't know why it's bumming me out so much to think about a kid who that's their favorite song. Oh no, why is it bumming It's so sad. You you want to talk about dark and depressing. You guys, kids love it because there's movement that goes with the song. If my kids came home from school and were like, oh my gosh, we just learned this incredible song. And they're like, my name is Joe and I work in a button factory and I push buttons and... I would, would you call the principal? Well, I would probably move them to a different school. Yeah. Oh, no. I think that's a reasonable reaction. You don't think kids are coming home going, when you're sliding in the first and you feel a big burst diarrhea. <gasps> oh, my God. That just brought back so many memories. See, that's fun. Of uh, <laughs> memories of your Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Of having explosions. Oh, target. no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah. not to change the subject, but real no, quick. No, please do. Please do. Please, <laughs> please do. Yeah. You told us a couple mm. episodes back about the benefits of treading water for a long time. Yeah. Have you started? I've done it twice now. <gasps> no How way. awesome does it yeah. feel? It's really great. I did it for 20 minutes each time. Fortune, oh I'm so happy for you. And when I'm in the water, I'm like, there's no way this can be like doing anything because it doesn't feel that right. intense, right? And I put, on, I put on a podcast one day, put on some music the next day, because I can't just sit there with my thoughts for 20 minutes. Was it the Handsome podcast you put it on? Was, it was the Handsome podcast. Of course. And, um, and I was like, oh, that wasn't bad. I set an alarm. Mm-hmm. and uh, To wake up. Last night. <laughs> You're last treading night, asleep, right? Last night I told Jax like five times, I go, I'm really sore. And she's like, I got it. You worked out. <laughs> but it... It did more than I thought it did. Oh my gosh! And it works your entire body. And this is not a commercial for, <laughs> for treading, uh, water. treading water. But man, do I try and encourage people if if they can find any interest in trying it out and it works for them because it makes my whole body not just feel stronger, but like it mm-hmm. loosens it up. Yeah, I feel powerful even though I've done it twice. I'm like yeah. I'm probably the strongest person there is. 
Probably. We could wrestle each other after you work up I gotta to my... I got to do it for a while. Well, <laughs> and you have to move up to an hour at a time. Do you I think you can... I can't even use... imagine an hour, though. You for real do it an hour? Every single time, and I've never ducked out one minute early. And Not how, once. How many days a week do you do that? I only do it when it makes sense. I don't have like a, okay. a workout regimen or anything uh-huh. um, or schedule, but... Um, yeah, I when I go on tour, I bring my lesbian bathing suit and I sweatpants, um, sweatpants, a bonnet, and a winter coat, <laughs> and my and curls, hiking boots. <laughs> so, uh, time for our question. This is an exciting episode. It's a very exciting episode. We have a question from from an from, icon from your. Your good friend, who's also one of the best actresses out there. She's pretty good. She's pretty good. Pretty good. Terrible person, but pretty good at (laughs) acting. Uh, She's an Emmy and Golden Globe winning actress known for her roles in American Horror Story, The Bear, American Crime Story, Carol, many, many more. She even made an appearance on my old podcast, Don't Ask Tig, and I cannot encourage you enough to go back and listen to that episode. I cried laughing at that episode. Listen to the whole episode, but also find the video online of (laughs) them talking about a gavel. It is this particular gavel that I hold whenever I'm podcasting. (laughs) Uh, It is... The wonderful, and I'm embarrassed to say that because we don't talk to each other that way, but she is wonderful. <laughs> She's one of the funniest people alive, Sarah Paulson. Okay, this nice. question's coming from her. Hey, handsome pod, it's Sarah Paulson. And my question for you is, do you believe forgiveness is truly attainable? Mm. Mm. And it could be a multi-pronged question. Do you believe we as human beings are capable of true forgiveness? Not do you believe in forgiveness as a principle or an idea, but do you believe that we as human beings are capable of forgiveness? Mm. And if so, what does forgiveness look like to you? Okay. Look, I know I teeter up as one of the funniest (laughs) people I know. <laughs> I like it. She's getting deep. I met her once, only once, and uh I really ran up to her with the familiarity that I shouldn't Same. have had. <laughs> Did you? And I went, yeah. "Oh my god, we both know Tig." And and but she was sort of at first a little bit affronted that I just <laughs> run up to her and then as soon as I said your name she just like lit up and was so so sweet to me I think I met her backstage at that standout fest or whatever. Yes, yeah. Um Oh, that Netflix thing we did? Yeah, I I had never met her before, but I know so many people that are dear, dear friends of hers that I'm like, well, obviously we're now dear (laughs) friends. friends. (laughs) like, I don't know you. Hello. (laughs) Dear friends by proxy. She was very nice, but we just don't know each other. Uh Um, But I'm like, this person's your good friend and they're also my friend. She's like, great. (laughs) Step back. Yeah, a security guard just comes and removes you. <laughs> Can you please remove this woman? <laughs> but I'm friends with Tig too. <laughs> but she is such a treat to watch on screen, and she has never not crushed it in an acting role. Oh my god! And I truly, she is somebody that I laugh so hard with. It's mm-hmm. stupid. Stephanie and I both were just like. When we have plans with Sarah, we're like, we are in for it for a real good cackle. <gasps> That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Those kind of friends are nice to have. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anyone says that about me. I, I'm just trying to think. If <laughs> I anyone, doubt that. I don't know if anyone goes, we are going to cackle. I think I, you know, I usually got something going on. I want to talk about deep. it. I want to get deep. Like yeah. I. Well, now we're now you're in the zone. This is your chance to get deep because this was a deeper question. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll kick, I'll kick it off. I'll kick yeah. it off about forgiveness. I think, well, I like the the specificity of the question like is it is it possible really mm-hmm. to fully forgive someone? I I think I think it it is 
uh, but there might be like some scar tissue there and, mm-hmm. and, and things might never be the same. But I, I, I feel like the evidence that it is possible is if you think back to like your 20s or something or, or uh, how do I say this? Like there's stories from my life that for a long time I couldn't tell the stories without being physically tense, telling them and, and my heart rate going up and feeling it in my body in such a tangible way. And then having then processed it and dealt with it and like felt the anger and then got to a place of forgiveness or acceptance. And that doesn't mean like staying best friends with the person. I can now Mm -hmm. tell the stories without having a physical physiological reaction. Mm -hmm. I think that's like proof that you can actually let go of things in Mm -hmm. in that way. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. imagine you get shot or something and then, you know, the wound heals over unless you can feel like you have to first feel the anger and the pain like you have to go in and through the excruciating process of digging the bullet out mm-hmm. uh so that the wound can actually heal because if you don't dig the bullet out because you're scared of actually feeling it then mm-hmm. it'll slowly toxify your body over time that's mm-hmm. my analogy what do you think sarah paulson <laughs> well i think letting go is a big part of it which is probably the hardest thing for people to do right yeah because a lot of some people like really have their identity around holding yeah. on to trauma mm-hmm. to being yes. that victim mm-hmm. and they don't want to whether or not they realize it or not sub- mm-hmm. subconsciously they don't want to let go of it because they've built who they are so far around being wronged mm-hmm. you know so that that's a hurdle that some people have to overcome to truly forgive and you don't want to lose your connection to that to that person maybe or to that thing and like the anger and the resentment is almost it's it's still a connection to that person it's scary to let go of that sometimes and Mm -hmm. but sometimes like forgiving someone and letting go is kind of that's the best revenge in a way Mm -hmm. i mean i guess to give sort of like a specific a specific example in my life without going too far deep into it um we want names we want names (laughs) yeah well my mom i mean my mom just say it's about joe in the button that's right my mom would say talk about this too and uh, so it's not like a secret like our relationship has definitely evolved mm-hmm. over time when i was young we just really got into it and and did not see eye to eye and like really struggled for a long time in our relationship and it was such a source of um pain for me back then and I, there was a time in my life where i was like i just don't know if we'll ever get over our mm-hmm. the humps that we have and we kind of always have this dynamic i don't remember it started when i was young but i don't remember exactly when where i was kind of felt like more of the adult mm-hmm. and she felt like kind of more of the kid and i was always kind of the one like mm-hmm. talking in the adult kind of way and and i remember i was moved the first time i ever like really realized like i miss my mom was when i i lived in spain for a year and something about being far away from each other i go i really miss my mom and that started some of my healing towards Mm. those issues that we had and i I had a very pivotal moment where i was moving to la after i got from spain back from spain and she's like i'll go with you if you want and i said sure so we'll take a road trip try to you know reconnect and see what each other's like we hadn't been around each other much in a year and we were walking through vegas it was along our way and i talked to her in a way that was that adult talking to a child kind of reprimanding mm-hmm. and someone said don't talk to your mom like that and um well but somebody talk- overheard you yeah yeah a but stranger I wasn't ta- said that yeah and Holy i go and, and i go i and i talked to her that way because i had resentment mm-hmm. right I had yeah. resentment from our issues I couldn't let them go. Yeah. And when I heard that, I thought, oh, I had this light bulb moment of like, if I don't let go of this resentment and Mm -hmm. this hurt and let her grow, we'll never have a relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't. And also her job was to be not the person, you know, she had to grow up too. Crucially. change. I couldn't just forgive her without also there being some change on her part and it really changed our relationship we started from that moment 
talking to each other better seeing each other in a different light and i was like i have to allow her now to be my mom and me be the kid vegas does that that. vegas is so healing (laughs) but we have had we're very close now a lot of people you know she's in my comedy a lot she's been on another podcast i do that we that she's a big part of my life and we're very close Mm -hmm. but it was such a journey did you directly address like everything with her or is there some stuff that's just water under the bridge that you don't talk because that's my thing there's a lot of stuff i can't talk about um we will talk candidly about some things Mm -hmm. and go you know man that you know that was a tough time that was Mm -hmm. a really hard time and then there are other things she just doesn't want to talk about it's too hard yeah for her to talk about you know she she after my parents divorced they just both kind of took some time to find themselves and you know it was just a tough time and Mm -hmm. she doesn't love that time in her life um and and even now if i've tried to like touch on it and stand up she's like i don't like that i don't like Mm -hmm. it's too hard for her Mm -hmm. and i get it i get it you know but um and does she let you do it do you continue to do it or do you drop the material i drop the like the big details of it and Mm kind of just touch on a little bit of the yeah lighter stuff what Uh if you found out one of two things one that she had paid that person in vegas to say that (laughs) and hired someone or two that it was me who said that (laughs) that i was the stranger who said that and you took the cash and you took the cash okay the irony is that i was a good kid Mm -hmm. like i was a very like i was a good responsible kid i did everything i was supposed to do so it's when i tell you that story it sounds like i was a piece of shit no i was talking bad to my mom but it was just we had developed such a a weird relationship in that way where i had to kind of be like you know reprimanding her yeah Mm -hmm. and um because she had not taken on the the adult reins for a few years and i had stepped into this other role and we had to shift back into our roles and it was it was a weirdly powerful moment Mm -hmm. like that if i had been in a different place with her i would have heard that and be like you don't understand <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's our so past like, case specific too because with like some relationships you if you decide i want to have this person in my life then that's mm-hmm. one thing then you kind of you got but other people you can forgive them and still decide like i yeah. I, I, I can't have that person in my life mm-hmm. but i, I mm-hmm. still forgive them which yeah. i think that happens too or quite a bit where people are like i do forgive that person but i'm, I'm moving on i yeah. for sure have had that where mm-hmm. it's like yeah yeah where and does it help you, once you make that decision of like i can't have you in my life does that help you to f- sort of forgive them like having the space and <sighs> well there's that i think there's also people i've forgiven where i've just been like yeah i don't care if you're in my life or not in my life or I, it, where it's just like i'm just done and mm-hmm. and um yeah i think there's different levels of people yeah. where i was like hard pass toxic no thank you mm-hmm. keep it moving then yeah. there are other people where i'm like i feel like there's some toxicity there there's a hard pass no thank you but there's also like i can be around you Mm -hmm. you know i i get why you are the way you are or the way our dynamic does not gel but like we were saying may before we got on this episode my ex that i was with during when my life fell apart in 2012 we were so estranged yeah it was tough times Mm -hmm. but now like literally last night our families were hanging out together the latest max and finn have ever been out at night we had (laughs) so much fun and she texted me this morning just like we have to do that all the time yeah and it's the best feeling to like i know so then you think like well if now you're so reaping the benefits of having that person back in your life then it's like i think i i owe even though i can have really firm or I'm learning to have like firm boundaries with people who I think are really bad in my life. I, I the door is kind of always open if they mm-hmm. if the growth is there and mm-hmm. they come. People are actually doing the work on themselves. I there are so few people that are like 
irredeemable right in the Mm -hmm. in the world like Mm -hmm. as long as you're just protecting yourself and i find it a lot harder if people are hurting like people i love then Mm -hmm. i can go hog wild yeah Yeah. and you you don't want to see me go hog wild guys it's uh may's going hog wild (laughs) buttons flying well time certainly helps with a lot of healing and forgiveness and things and you have to kind of decide do i want this person in my life anymore um and sometimes you have a, a conversation with each other where there is forgiveness and you go thank you for saying that and i wish you well you know and yeah mm-hmm. I, there's some i I, ne- I don't have a lot of people in my life where i don't talk to them anymore mm-hmm. um, but every now and then you just kind of grow apart or for whatever reason and the best thing is just like i do genuinely wish you well yes well totally. and i think that's a, something that people don't understand is that sometimes relationships run their course and mm-hmm. it's completely fine to yeah. cut that loose and it doesn't have to be dramatic it doesn't have to be uh ruthless or mean but it's just like this relationship is friendship work whatever it's just mm-hmm. not it, it's, it's not, not making g- you feel good anymore no. yeah. yeah and and that's I am all right su- super grateful though for like forgiveness i've been afforded by people as well Mm -hmm. like i Mm -hmm. i i have an ex who is a very good friend of mine who like gets really but i also had to do the conciliatory work of like taking Mm -hmm. responsibility for stuff but oh man i'm so i i try to think about that and then also i there's some quote that's like mercy like real mercy is what you give people who don't deserve it like Mm -hmm. and that's what really takes effort but if if you can get there like it's uh it's a real physical relief on yourself. It's even just from a selfish point of view, like it is heavy carrying around that raging sense of injustice. You mm-hmm. know, I talked to an ex of mine that um, it was a little awkward because yeah. we are good friends and I know I was not at all meeting her at the same level. Um, and uh, frankly, that's been, many relationships of mine where I just wasn't available and I couldn't do, I just wasn't capable mm-hmm. and I wasn't when, present. And, when you were dating? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or maybe I didn't, we just didn't have exactly the same feelings, but um, I could really see how I was hurtful to this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like years, I mean, like, so long yeah. probably over a decade after we dated that i like really was like hey um i just wanted to say something you know mm-hmm. and just brought that up you know mm-hmm. yeah and had yeah, yeah. a very uncomfortable ex- where she was so <laughs> open and kind about it but i just needed to yeah. say i know i hurt your feelings and mm-hmm. yeah i was not easy and i am sorry yeah and i was just thankful that she was open to hearing that and yeah that's great well don't you think a lot of those like way down the road apologies are more for yourself for sure than for the other person you're like i just need victim to know a million percent but it also felt good to know that because i don't think i fully understood the mm-hmm. ways that I hurt her right? until yeah. I did some growing and changing. And yes, it helped me feel better, but I do feel like the way she received it and said, I think she even said, thank you. And I can't imagine that was easy, mm-hmm. yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. and I could, I think it did <clears throat> land and it felt yeah. good to her to hear yeah. that. Yeah, and that's always nice because sometimes... Sometimes you're like, you know, deep down, like that it wasn't you per se. And then when someone tells you, you feel like a little less nutty. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh my so gosh. Glad. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad I wasn't like in. Or when there are, when there's people that are toxic that hurt you and you hear from other people how mm-hmm. toxic and hurtful those people oh, were that's so validating and you're that like is the juiciest feeling you experience that too <laughs> yeah. like yeah. oh yeah. my gosh yes mm-hmm. yes yeah but man you hear about these stories of like 
like restorative justice or like people who've had mm-hmm. family members murdered and then they go Ugh. to the prison and they're sitting with yeah. the murderer and saying i forget like that's pretty amazing and yeah yeah that's uh, i'm always in awe of those people standing in a courtroom in front of someone that's murdered someone they love and when they offer that true f- forgiveness you're like that you had to dig deep for that it's pretty impressive yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i think i think there people certainly can reach true forgiveness a it depends on the person who's doing that forgiving it depends on who it's towards mm-hmm. you know yeah i, I think there's it. a lot yeah. of circumstances there yeah and sometimes you got to do it without expecting reciprocity like just mm-hmm. do it inside Anything, yourself yeah. yeah yeah i do you guys forgive me for before when i improvised the song and it wasn't funny or good Mm. Oh, I I or didn't hold any it? resentment towards you. I was impressed that you I, were I trying do. to make your own song. Yeah, I could take it. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Do you guys forgive me? I still for, I don't forgive for you this. for Joe, Joe the button pusher. <laughs> Can you please forgive me for bringing up Joe the button maker? No. Look, I'm gonna forgive you only so I can release myself from the anger. But okay. I don't. But I haven't forgotten. That is true. If you hold on to anger, it is just not good for you. Yeah, mm. it's true. Oh my God! Great bumper sticker. <laughs> also by the way when you mentioned friendships running courses it takes me back to the old reason season lifetime what's that you, you guys never that? heard that no so you have friends for a reason a season or a lifetime friends come into your life for a reason you're both at a certain place in your life oh where i have heard that maybe you're single and you can like go to the bars together hang out or like you're missing something in your life and this person really brought something in that for that specific moment in time you needed that person in your life uh so that friendship might run its course because it was there for that specific reason and now it's no longer mm-hmm. yeah. a, a season is just season. like oh i was really good friends with this person we hung out all the time and now we don't hang out because we're busy mm-hmm. there's no hard feelings it's just yeah it's just like a season of your life and then the friends that are there for a lifetime like this is a person I've known forever. We can go months and months and months without talking. We pick up where we left off Mm -hmm. and that friendship will always be. I like that. And have you actually applied that fortune where you're like, yeah, reason, season, lifetime. And then you just just let it go. I just text them. (laughs) (laughs) If I get a text. Can you imagine just getting a reason, season, (laughs) lifetime? And that's all it says on a text. (laughs) Or what if you, you make a new friend and you send them like, three check boxes reason season or lifetime they check which one and then you know going into it what your expectations are yeah what are. they think it is yeah. but things change that's true things do change you have some friends you think are lifetimers and oh you, my gosh you, it's crazy yeah when and lifetimes you, are seasons it fizzles out mm-hmm. yeah but that goes yeah. with dating too reason mm-hmm. season lifetime yeah. I, mean, I think you guys are starting to get into this rhyming thing <laughs> well yeah and you need to because you, you sang an entire uncatchy song <laughs> with not a rhyme with not a, not a rhyme going, reason season or lifetime because in i it. believe in true forgiveness mm-hmm. i'm going to forgive you guys for trashing my button song <laughs> do you i i don't know if i've told this on the pod before this little uh anecdote about a bird and stuff mm. please is this a may fact <laughs> sort of just, that sounded so unappealing <laughs> this a uh, little anecdote about a bird and stuff uh this bird um he forgets to go south for the winter because he's having so much fun he's partying and so he forgets to go south and then he looks around all his buddies are gone and uh he freezes as it gets cold his <gasps> wings freeze so he can't oh, no. flap he can't fly away and then a cow is walking <laughs> by and um shits on him and uh this is a children's story i don't know who the target audience is (laughs) but he's now covered in cow shit and but but the the cow warm it warms him up and it thaws him but then uh he's stuck in the shit and so this cat is walking by and he's going let me out of the shit and the cat gets him out of the shit and then eats him and the moral (laughs) is not everyone who shits on you is your enemy and not everyone who gets you out of shit is your friend oh whoa mm. <laughs> i was kind of good with night the- night kids good night <laughs> <laughs> but it's good because uh you know with turn forgive- the light with off forgiveness like you know not everyone who wrongs you is your enemy because you might learn a lot from them you could if you reframe it as yeah. like wow that really taught me something 
Yeah, I mean, you can still learn something from people that don't shit on you. <laughs> no, that do, and they meant to. Yeah, that's true. You can for sure walk away going, "All right." Yeah. You can learn. Learned. You can learn stuff from people's shit. That is true. Reason, mm-hmm. season, lifetime. But it also is helpful when other people in your life do admit to their part in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really hard to move on or find some path forward when the one person they're they're so wrong that they're like i can't even face it so i'm just like mm-hmm. not going to talk to you or we're going to have a dysfunctional relationship it is helpful when you can bring your own awareness to the situation yes yeah and and in a sense of injustice is hard when you you want everyone else to when they have a strong narrative of why mm-hmm. they're right and and they're they're popular they're out they're talking and you got you find yourself ranting to your friends being like but don't you understand about this and this person and then it you gotta let go and be like yeah you gotta let go yeah let go and let god let go let, let go, go and let god reason season lifetime man we're like dropping some nuggets today well should we hear what uh sarah has to say absolutely yeah, for sure so i realize that i'm asking a question that i myself wrestle with so i'm not quite sure that i will have an answer in a compact sense in terms of um, having gotten to the end of the process of what it means to forgive or what it looks like to forgive? Or do I think it's possible for human beings to really forgive? I think the truth is, for me, it lives somewhere in the space of, and it's not that it depends on the situation, because even in the smallest situation, I sometimes wonder if forgiveness is something we seek and therefore would like to believe we've arrived at, in, whatever the grammar would be there. But I sort of feel like forgiveness feels aspirational to me. I'm not sure I've ever had it really settle into my body in terms of having felt that I've been wronged or harmed uh, emotionally or intellectually or spiritually and felt that I was able to truly forgive, like purely. I'm talking about the purity of forgiveness um, in, an all, in, an almost, um, in an almost holy sense. I've never been able to achieve it. And there is a part of me that has come to consider that maybe it is something to aspire to, but that it is maybe not something that I personally feel we are fully evolved enough to to experience I wonder if we think we have and maybe I'm speaking entirely personally which is what I'm trying to do here which you know maybe I'm not doing very well but the idea that I think I know what it feels like to forgive intellectually I'm not sure I know what it feels like to forgive completely and truly and wholeheartedly in my heart I think sometimes um those two things don't feel integrated for me. And this is one of those things that feels like it lives in an ambiguous space. So maybe I asked a question that ultimately doesn't have an answer. And I think that's okay too. And I also really might be speaking to a personal limitation that I have and that I would like to find a way to not be limited by And at the same time, I sometimes think when we live in a world where people talk about, you've got to forgive, you've got to forgive, you've got to let go, you've got to let go. And although I think that is the most, probably most challenging thing in the world to do, but also one of the most uh, significant things to reach for in one's life, at the same time, I just sort of feel like it sets us up sometimes to feel like we're failing if we're unable to, you know? And I, I wanted to sort of release myself and anyone listening from that feeling of failure if they feel unable to arrive at a place of forgiveness when they've been wounded, you know? I don't know. That's, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I really probably need to hear that. Yes. And I really relate to it's, it's can be infuriating when people are like, you have to forgive and forget. And it's like, I don't have to do anything. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's gotta be possible, but no, uh, it, 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 you can't, no one can tell you to do it. It, And you, 
you have to feel the anger first and i think it's case by case well i get what she's saying it's like we we think like oh yeah we forgive and forget move on you might forgive but there is something probably internal that is holding on to some morsel of something to reach the highest level of true forgiveness Mm -hmm. uh where you feel where you're cleansed of it might Mm. be um a, a level that humans as is are incapable of reaching aside from a small handful mm-hmm. i i have a fact oh boy <laughs> so Let's hear it they did a study and um of all these different species like gorillas dogs uh all kinds of species dolphins and after they would get in physical fights they would all of them like have a reckon conciliatory moment later if they're in a little small community like they they would go and like hug later or have a moment except cats cats mm. do not do it cats <laughs> if they they wrong each other they're they're, they're holding on to that they're holding on to that grudge or they're not making up wow yeah. interesting well oh, no. you know at the end of the day we all uh have a little ego involved in the hurt so that yeah. mm-hmm. also makes it hard to fully move on I mean, yeah. it's no good if uh, you're beating yourself up about it, too. I think it's a cool yeah. way to think about it. Like she, um, Sarah said, it being an aspirational thing. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's enough, I think. If you're, if you're yeah, trying. having the having the aspiration of like, I'm going to work towards trying to be better at forgiving uh, to the best of my ability. Yeah, that's and, cool. very aspirational. And it's also worth it to just have those very deeply uncomfortable moments where you have conversation with people Mm -hmm. because when you stay in conversation in an argument or Mm -hmm. all of that uh it it, and you don't let the the bridge between you fall Mm -hmm. um it's it's really helpful and it's hard it's so hard yeah yeah i think that's why that ghosting became a thing because people did not want to have uncomfortable conversations they did not want to face having to let someone down or tell yeah. someone this isn't working out. Yeah, but ghost. It, yeah. If, you have, <laughs> if you force yourself to have those uncomfortable conversations, it is for the best in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives the other person an opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, over multiple lifetimes, they're going to be inflicting psychic wounds on people. That's right. Without ever evolving. They're going to just stay a cat. I think we also don't want to get on Sarah's bad side. Oh, yeah. 1 million percent. I agree yeah. with everything she said. Yeah, because I don't think she'll forgive us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if she'd like to hang out. Yeah. Fortune and I are. Since you guys are friends. I maybe guess, she'd want to go hiking with you. Look, give her your email. Give her your email. Give her my email. No, you I'll and make, Sarah. I'll make sure yeah. to check my spam yeah. in case mm-hmm. I don't hear back from Sarah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we appreciate uh, Sarah uh giving us such a lovely and thoughtful question and answer yes indeed yes indeed yes indeed thank you so much we appreciate everybody for tuning in to this week's uh episode of the handsome pod uh some cool things uh we're uh still selling merch we are it's flying off the shelf so get yours now get it now seriously we, we might be adding a few more new things at some point just because it has been so popular and we love people out there repping uh, handsome we've been tagged in a lot of posts you can go to handsomepod.com to get that merch also thank you to everybody i think we said it before for tuning in to our first live show that was so cool the live mm-hmm. stream and subscribing to our youtube page yes mm-hmm. indeed and and uh liking and sharing and telling telling your friends tell your friends and review the podcast that's that right always gives us a leg up when you review it and you subscribe that is most important if you want to see this podcast continue hear it continue subscribe so if you want to see our episodes on video you can go to youtube uh youtube.com at the the symbol at handsome pod that is where you can see our beautiful faces mm, handsome fortune do you, what do you have coming up um i have a lot of fun shows i'm on tour i'll be in washington dc and then for my european folks london and amsterdam the end of january madison and milwaukee wisconsin wisconsin 
<laughs> oh, Fortune. <laughs> I forgive you. Wisconsin, I forgive you. Houston, Los Angeles, uh, New York City, and Toronto dates are all up there. And I'm doing my uh, next special in Seattle. Uh, those tickets are up for April. Go to fortunefemster.com for tickets. Nice. Well, I'll tell you now, if anyone cares, I'm going to be in Peaksfield, New York on March 8th. Uh, and then I'm also going to be in Maryland. Uh, I don't have that in front of me, but I think that's January or February, maybe April. I don't know. Love also going to be at Largo and Dynasty Typewriter here and there. Stephanie and I, have ha- we did a show the other night called She Said, She Said. And um, I, I heard about on, this. We sat on stage together, <laughs> and I talked about our relationship and family and everything. And then she chimed in with her thoughts, and then the audience would chime in with things that they related to about what we were talking about. It was really oh, fun, cool. and amazing. I think we're gonna uh, continue to do That's that. Great. Around yeah. Town. That's great. Yeah, that's great. I got very little. <laughs> to say for myself except this comes out on the 15th and on the 16th of january i'm at largo um with a very exciting surprise guest um and and you two are, are gonna do it you're that's yeah. right yeah you're, you're gonna be there. there as well i have it in writing via text that you guys are down you're gonna so that'll be all three of us at largo um yeah that, that. that'll be super fun we're going to blow the doors on that joint. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. make sure you go to tignotaro.com for any shows I'm forgetting. And apologies for any cities that are like, what? I thought you were coming. I am. I'm, I'm probably going to be there. I just forgot. All right. Until then. Keep, keep it up. handsome. Handsome is hosted by me, Tig Notaro, Mae Martin, and Fortune Themester. The show is produced, recorded, and edited by Thomas Willette. Email us at handsomepod at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at handsomepod. What a podcast! What a podcast! What a podcast!